Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey folks, Sir Richard Wentworth. When you're ready to buy a car, True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Every day, True Car users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings, and True Car users save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. First, download the True Car mobile app or go to truecar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then, register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third step is simple. Take your guaranteed savings certificate to the True Car certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. With True Car, you can save time, save money, and never overpay. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit truecar.com today. Broadcast Network, After Buzz TV, over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. After Buzz TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey there, Doctor Who fans. Welcome back to the Doctor Who After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Talking about the Christmas special, Last Christmas. Oh, it's so good to be back. I am Matt Lieberman. Joining me on the panel today, uh, Liz Rishmau is here. Hey, guys. What's going on? Happy Yell holidays. Teagle is here. Hi, everybody. Jesse Klein is here. Hello. And we got Megan Salinas here. Hey, there. Yeah. <laughs> we got a nice full house to talk about this, what I thought was a great episode of Doctor Who and a great Christmas special. For me personally, the Christmas specials are incredibly dicey, okay? They can either be great, you know, we're talking about the Christmas invasion, we're talking about the snowmen, uh, our two big standouts. I even have a big soft spot for a Christmas carol, but sometimes they can be just really, really bad. Dare I say yeah. the doctor, the uh, the doctor, the widow, widow and the wardrobe? Yeah, sure. yeah. 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 Uh, so it was a real relief to have like a, just a solid, very sci-fi e outing this week. Uh, definitely a blend of some popular films. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, <laughs> and we're gonna get into it in just a moment. Of course, as always, we welcome people who are watching live to live tweet us. Uh, your thoughts on the episode. Uh, my Twitter, as always, is at Matt Lieberman. That's M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. Hey, guys. I'm Liz Rishmaui. You can catch me and follow me on Twitter at uh, Lizzie Maui. That's L-I-Z-Z-Y-M-A-W-Y. I'm Yell. You can tweet me at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. 
And I'm Jesse Klein. You can find me at at JessKlein1. That's J-E-S-S-K-L-E-I-N, the number one. <laughs> and I'm Megan. You can follow me on Twitter at TheMenguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N, and I will be keeping an eye on it. Yes, I think all of us actually have reception. And then, as, as I said that, I looked and I had one bar. Yeah, so I think uh, we'll we'll all be checking. So we'll do our best. Yeah, be sure to to let us know. So, uh, how did you all feel about this episode? Mm. I really, really, really liked it. I I I had been disappointed with the last. Well, I wasn't too thrilled about last year's Christmas special. Yeah, mm. Matt and Smith's exit was just so such yeah. a quiet. It was weird. Yeah. So this one was really nice. Um, I was I was I didn't know what they were going to do with with uh, Clara and everything because I think a lot of us were expecting her to leave afterwards, and uh, and we got closure. Mm-hmm. With Danny and everything, mm-hmm. so that's that's really all I wanted. <laughs> I was happy. I liked it. I was really tentative about. Uh, I'm always tentative about holiday specials. I don't like things that are too Christmassy. <laughs> and I know I'm going to get so much flack from that. <laughs> and I was really concerned about seeing Santa, especially because uh, from the promos, it kind of looked like it was going to be too similar to what the librarians did for Christmas this year, and I was really worried because the way it started with, you know, um, the you know what's at stake here, I was like, oh my gosh, they both did the same episode, and it went a completely different direction, and I loved how it ended up. Yeah. It was great. Uh I really liked it. Anytime I get to see Capaldi and Frost just chew up stage like that, <laughs> uh, really, I, I feel like there were a lot of times where like you two just improvise for a little bit. Yeah, and, just yeah. hang out and have fun. Just yeah. be uh, crotchety at one another. Go. Yeah. Uh, so that was really enjoyable, and you put that around like a fun, interesting like sci-fi story. You, you got Jesse Klein right there, man. Yeah. <laughs> I I had fun with this one. I I don't know quite what I was expecting. Uh, Nick Frost as Santo is my new favorite Santo. thing. That was perfect casting. I love Santo. <laughs> I love Santo. <laughs> He's, so He's like the Spanish version of Santa. <laughs> and I, this is what I, I'm not a huge Moffat fan, and I'll, I will gladly take any flack for that. But this is the stuff that initially Moffat was one of my favorite writers because Blink is one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, sure. So this had a lot of what I love about his writing when he's good. Yeah, this mm-hmm. was this was a Moffat-y episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's always, uh, you were saying this outside, yeah. right? All of his monsters are like, you can't look at them or, or you can't hear them. <laughs> Once you see it, you won't remember it or mm-hmm. like next year. But don't think about it. It's telepathic. It's, so, uh, so next year we're talking about like, don't smell. Yeah. <laughs> don't you dare smell. Don't yeah. breathe. Clara, keep that clothespin <laughs> on your nose. Clothespin. Yeah. It's an awful, awful mm-hmm. Scottish Once action. you smell it, you don't turn back. <laughs> what would you do to change your fear? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but yeah, the dream crabs were uh it was really it was more just a device than a <laughs> it monster it was yeah. um but the way that they unpack it in the second half of the episode is i think where it really starts to shine yeah mm. um it, everything feels like that's the thing everything at the top is left intentionally vague every problem that i expected to have with this episode was on purpose mm-hmm. to remind us that it was a dream yeah and can i just say how happy i am because as soon as i saw the monsters and in the scene where they're all like oh god they're coming from the ceiling i'm like oh god they're ripping off aliens but then the fact that they make fun of it mm. and yes. they have the character yeah. say oh it's like alien you know the the, the the face hugger and i'm like thank you thank you thank that you. was one of my favorite moments in this episode because there's so much in Doctor 
Doctor Who that is reminiscent of a lot of other sci-fi mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever things. It was so gratifying to actually hear somebody say Facehugger. Yeah. Because there's, yeah. no, there's no way about it that they would have been able to, like, it's way too similar. It's yeah. way too similar. Like, And that's what everyone's thinking yeah. when they're watching it. Exactly. Yeah. We were saying outside, it's like Moffat was watching, uh, on one TV he was watching Inception, and on the other he was watching Alien. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I got a good idea for a show. <laughs> and he fell asleep. <laughs> and then he fell asleep. And had a dream. Uh, that was in a dream. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, he was also just listening to the original soundtrack of The Thing. Yeah. And it's just like, this yeah. makes sense All to me. All of these together. And we'll make it Christmassy. <laughs> yeah. Let's just throw Santa And Santa in showed up. Yeah, yeah, Santa Claus versus the Martians. Just a little pinch yeah. of that. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah. sure. Uh, how do we feel about Nick Frost as Santa? I thought, like, a lot of his choices, a lot of his delivery was different than what I expected. and was very, very particular, but it made it so much fun. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't necessarily leaning into the jokes. Yeah, I like that he wasn't... Um, the, I don't know if it's particularly the the actor himself or just the way the character is, but I like that he he was a matchup for... <laughs> okay, everyone, have we seen each other this entire time? We've got to do a blood test real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Wait a minute. Megan wasn't originally going to be on the show today. Oh, oh God. my God. And she left to go to her car and then she came back. And didn't have her guys, coat. And now her coat is in here. Yeah. What happened to your coat, Megan? What happened Megan? to the DVDs? <laughs> guys, guys, come on. There's no coat. <laughs> oh, brother. But like I was saying, I really like that... Um, that you have this character that's Santa Claus and he's on par with like the crotchety snippety kind of like you know like attitude that Capaldi has in the doctor like and he's not like oh this ho ho jolly guy mm-hmm. that like he can take a joke he can dish it back like I really like that and again I don't know if that's this particular actor what he brought or if that's what they wanted but it worked out really good also guys can we talk about a guy being called Frost and on a Christmas episode yeah. Nick Frost yeah. yeah his name is Nick Frost I mean but um, it's like his parents knew. Uh, uh, also, uh, well, it makes sense. Like the reason I think why he's so punchy like that and why he's kind of crotchety is because he is a device that the doctor's subconscious is using to help people wake up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, it kind of makes sense that he's like this crotchety kind of punchy. It's like, like saying crotchety. We just yeah. say crotchety. Yeah, it's got the word crotch in crotchety. it, so it's fun. Uh, <laughs> And it feels salacious, uh, but <laughs> nice it makes word. it makes sense that he's like uh, that he, that he's kind of like given as good as he gets, you know? Yeah. yeah. And just like, who are you gonna call? Well, that's the thing <laughs> is ultimately there's there's two ways to look at this episode, or at least one aspect of this episode, because the Doctor and Clara are in one extra layer of dream that the rest of the uh, the folks that we're trying to rescue yeah. aren't. Even mm-hmm. I just want to say. What if they weren't even there? Well, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Either they weren't real at all. Mm-hmm. At all. At all. At all. <laughs> yes, they weren't real at all. Weren't real at all. Or, right? No. Okay. Okay. Stop okay. It We're now. sorry, yeah. UK fans. Yeah. Okay. Or, uh, or the Doctor and Clara were the first ones in the dream, which would make the Santa Claus construct mm-hmm. come from them. It would stem from them first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean. Uh, to argue for the latter instead of the former, yeah, I feel like if it was that those people didn't exist, 
then from a storytelling standpoint, then why would you show them waking up mm. in their real world right. if the Doctor and Clara aren't there to observe yeah. it? That would be for uh, our benefit as that, an audience That would to be trick for us. the audience mm-hmm. to trick us and to further trick us into something which uh, doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, it would be uh, like purposefully deceitful, which is bad storytelling. But then again, dreams can bounce around. They can, but uh, without... Without the Doctor or Clara as the observer, it wouldn't make sense to see that. Agreed. So, so if they're not seeing it, then I, I, I don't disagree. see I disagree. I think that they they do, they do did see it. They were there. It was, you know, sometimes when you have a dream, you're not specifically, you are you're not yourself. You are seeing it from an outside perspective. Like a third person sure. yeah. point of view. And so I believe that, I believe, and I have nothing to, so I don't want fans killing me. Um, that fans kill her. Okay. Uh, so I believe that they were, those, those four explorers weren't even there. Mm-hmm. And that, um, it was, you know, Clara needed to believe that these people, uh, you know, went home and went back to their lives and were happy. All of them ended up kind of in a better, you know, way. Yeah, this is one, the one girl. Checking things off to do list. Check, yeah, forgiving. Why make a list if you skip down to the bottom? <laughs> we have a comment in the Why chat roll. Skip? We have oh, a yeah. comment in the chat roll. From Joe McMahon says, what if Santa was real and actually reaching out to everyone like the doctor did for Clara? Oh. I mean, we we have not acknowledged that Santa could be real, right? And and I may I say once again, real. because he is real in real life, right? Right, everyone, right? everyone? right? Well, I yes, said Virginia, it. there is a Santa Claus. I said it when we first saw Nick Frost as Santa in the finale. I'm like, I love the idea that in the Doctor Who universe, Santa is real and uh, and a uh, alien. Yeah, yeah. Well, how great was it when he said, you know, the sleigh is bigger on the inside. Oh, that yeah. was awesome. Well, again, another like example of the doctor's subconscious giving him, giving him a bunch of guff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, are we going to point out the uh, the the elf's wolf vest? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, his name was Wolf. yeah. One of the elves was named Wolf. The other was Ian. Ian. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just a fun fact for those who didn't notice, Ian is Strax. Yeah. It's Chris yeah. Starkey yeah. who plays Strax, and and Wolf is Finn from the Misfits. Yes. Yeah. Now at, at first. We thought maybe wolf, and then it was going to be a bad wolf type situation. Yeah. Um, which, if we're thinking about the fact that Santa and his elves are a subconscious construct to let the doctor and friends know that this is a dream, mm-hmm. that would be a great subconscious way yeah. to tell you yeah. something's wrong. And I would argue just him being named Wolf is enough to yeah, like kind of, of all the names like like we have Ian, yeah. and then we have Wolf. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like yeah. to the doctor, whenever he hears the word Wolf, it could be anything in front of Wolf. It could be Teriyaki Wolf. He should still pay attention. <laughs> teriyaki Wolf is the name of my first band. Uh, that's the name God. of me if I'm a fighter pilot. <laughs> that's awesome. That's going to be your call. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I got a tweet from uh, at Big B seventy eight FBG. That is that is a handle right there. What's up, Big um, B? Make sure to talk about how even Danny, that is in Clara's head, is too noble and good to let her stay with him. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. how she remembers him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's too noble. Well, yeah. When when we go into the dream within the dream within the dream within the dream, <laughs> which uh, how many dreams? Uh, a bunch of dreams. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the deepest dream. The deepest dream. Uh yeah, Danny. Well, we were talking about it. Number one, Danny and Clara have the best chemistry they've had mm-hmm. all series. Yeah, uh, in that dream within the dream within the dream, and it's it, the doctor even comments on how like uh 
how he's a little bit taller than he was in real life and about how the dialogue is kind of spot on. Mm-hmm. But I do, I think it's really interesting that Danny in Clara's mind is as noble as he was in real life. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like just a super noble dude. Well, even in the way he said it though, he's like, I didn't save all those other people. They just got lucky. I was yeah. saving Clara, mm-hmm. which yeah. is kind of like, not so noble, but I mean like in the sense that it's like, well, they just happen, you know, I wound it's up saving so them. It's the most romantic version of it. If she's writing all of his dialogue yeah. from deep inside her brain, of yeah. course yeah. that's what it is. So romantic. So but that, that whole scene, like, I was like, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I want to say, I pointed this out when I was watching it, and it really bothered me, that Clara, this young woman, this young single woman, Yo. sleeps in granny jam. <laughs> Listen. And then when they had her when they had the reveal that, you know, he'd been gone for sixty two years, I was like, Oh, it makes sense. But then it doesn't. Why would she sleep in granny jam? Okay, jams? can I just when, tell you when, when she you're... woke up from sixty two years she was wearing like a silky bikini, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but let me can I just say though and point out a broken hearted woman alone during the holidays and it's probably really cold in England, you you're re- why I'm not going to wear my sexiest jammies. I'm probably going to wear those really warm, like, I don't care, but they're so damn comfortable pajamas. A long pajamas. dressing gown. The robe, yeah, for sure. Nice warm robe. The more you know. I disagree. Yeah. I think you're going to wear the flannel pajamas. You the know, flannel jams. The, the, that the hasn't she totally worn on this show before? Yeah. I'm just saying, like, like I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to diss her on her, her choice just, of wardrobe I alone just, during the holidays. I'm going to be honest. I feel like there was some either an old their their costumer is either an old lady or an old man Mm -hmm. who's like this is fashionable Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is what a how old is she supposed to be like 30 something no not even like 24 25 I don't know everyone's bundled up in this episode yeah Yeah. the weather outside is frightful I mean even that whole line be like what's underneath my Santa suit well you're too shy to wear less than two layers if you're just joining us this is pajama chat (laughs) Uh, we actually we have a we have a question from the chat role uh, relayed to us from Ryan Watalson on Twitter. What's up, Ryan? Um, what do you think of the compa- companion potential of Faye Marseille's character? I assume he's talking about Shona. Shona. Yeah, uh, I love her so much. I mean, yeah. yeah, I really like I really like that character. Uh, the introduction of her dancing is so such good. A, great. Yeah. Such a good intro. Yeah. Uh, really makes her likable almost immediately and arguing about whether or not she has to go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and also. how rude it is and it's kind of perverted. Yeah. <laughs> Three little words. My little pony. Yeah. 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 And the whole line where he was she was talking about like he touched my leg or patted my leg or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shame that man. But by the way, he's in a dream. Okay, you can't you can't <laughs> hold a guy accountable for what he does in a dream. If we all got mad at each other for all of these sexually impropriate things Let's stop looking at me. that we do <laughs> in dreams. I wasn't looking at you until you said stop looking That's at me. True. You're like the woman at a party who's like, don't yeah, make God me dance. Guys, don't make me it. dance. Okay, fine, I'll dance. <laughs> Listen, let's just, I mean, just to be fair, let's list all the sexual things we've done in our dreams. No. Starting at 50 and Not, going down. No welcome time. Welcome to Pajama Talk. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> feeling about this. <laughs> uh, okay, I think this is as good as t- a time as any 
to give some YouTube or sorry, some iTunes shout outs. Yeah. Okay. May I mm-hmm. do so? Please. Folks, if you've never listened to this podcast before, and that may very well be possible, as, it's a, as it is the Christmas special, and maybe you weren't listening during the main season, if so, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm so glad that you're here. The best way that you can support AfterBuzz TV is to go to iTunes, rate and review the shows that you listen to or that you watch on YouTube. It is quick, it is easy, and it just takes a little moment. It doesn't cost any of your money. Uh, did you know that we here at AfterBuzz TV, coming into the coming season, we are going to be doing like over a hundred shows a week here. Ooh. We're going to be producing so much content, more than we ever have before. AfterBuzz TV is the largest provider of after show content anywhere on the web. You can look it up. It's the truth. We have the widest array of shows anywhere. And if you like a show, yeah, if you like a show, we probably have it. So check out all of our offerings, rate and review the shows. It helps support us, helps keep our lights on and our doors open. It helps us get the sponsors that do so, okay? Okay. And also you get a great shout out here on the show. He didn't forget almost. (laughs) As he forgets his password. Uh, no, it's it's the it's the it's oh, the touch. Did you guys hear my Seth tense. Rogan laugh there? That's yeah, so it was weird. It was really <laughs> solid. Uh, I'm gonna go in reverse because I don't remember when the when the last episode was. So I'm just gonna go forever. Uh, well, okay. Uh, the latest review is from Renee J. Love it, five stars. I've been catching up on your season seven and eight reviews for the past few days, uh, and I love your podcast so much because the places on the internet I currently go to discuss Doctor Who have become so hateful and negative about the show. I like how you guys can be disappointed or critical of an episode without being so hyperbole about it. Uh, I like uh, I, or is it is so hyperbole about it? It's so hyperbolic. Hyperbolic would be, would be the Yeah, character. hyperbolic. Yeah. Um, I love that I can share in your excitement and wonder and relive those seasons. You guys obviously love the show and want to see it succeed. Keep up the good work. Excellent. From American Franny, five stars. I'm a new Whovian, so I enjoy listening to reactions for episodes as they aired. Doctor Who for life. LOL from Berto is my name. Five stars. Wish I did this much earlier, but this has to be the most in-depth analysis of Doctor Who episodes I've been able to find. Wait, I take it back. The best ever. Aww. Totally excited that I stumbled upon this. Keep up the great work. Uh, Dave Roberg, five stars. A great podcast. Look forward to the wrap-up after every episode, especially when I'm not sure how to feel about it yet. Keep up the great work. <laughs> Tell me how to feel. Tell me how to feel. <laughs> Sometimes uh, you need a little time. I yeah. feel nothing. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's Invasion of the Body. Yeah, yes, it yeah. is. I'm so proud that of guy you. looks like Kurt Vonnegut Jr. <laughs> um, uh, A. Stein, nine, five stars. I came uh, from YouTube and love this podcast. Uh, Kendra, 1129, love the podcast. Can't wait to listen to Matt and all the co-hosts on my hour-long commute as it starts off my Tuesdays off right. Keep up the great commentary. Revisited first episodes, consistently great podcast from Layla Plus Two, five stars. At this end of season eight, I returned to the earliest podcast of After Buzz. The podcast has been on their game from the beginning. Not silly in it. The hosts do not take themselves too seriously. Uh, perfect Never. reflections on the plot and <laughs> filmmaking for casual fan and diehard Whovians. Uh... Brilliant podcast, five stars from Han Lover. Thank you very much for making my first season of live watching Doctor Who so enjoyable. Uh, amazing show from Trixie Four Six Five. I love how I can listen to what other people think about Doctor Who and can help me clear up anything that I might have missed during the show. You guys are awesome, and you make such a great podcast. Uh, thank you all so much for your reviews uh, and your ratings. Please keep them coming. We're currently sitting at two hundred and five, which is what? awesome, which is great. But we can do a hell of a lot better. We could probably do 210, 215. Oh, no, no, no. No, sir. (laughs) I decree. Is this alien? I decree. (laughs) 
that we can get 250 by the time the next season of the show comes on. Whoa. Decree it, New Year's I decree it. <laughs> decree made. Make it so. Put it at Wrong the, show. The it doesn't bottom. matter bottom of your checklist yeah. so that you could start there. So you can start there. Yeah, she forgave Dave, guys. Yeah. If she, can, if Shona can forgive Dave with her messy apartment straight out of the beginning of a romantic comedy, yeah. was Shona Bridget Jones? Was Maybe. Shona supposed to be skinny Bridget Jones? Skinny? Skinnier Bridget Jones. Well, no, I don't no, know. Not, Does Bridget thought... Jones have dance moves like that? No. Uh, I don't no. think so. Skinnier Bridget Jones. Was she sk- Okay. Yeah, but the whole point... Was, I didn't and, think Bridget Jones was that big. Well, Renee Zellweger would always have to gain weight to play Bridget All right, Jones. well, let's just... Let's get, guys, <laughs> welcome to Pajama Tat. Uh, <laughs> Pajama Tat. Pajama Tat. Next, we'll be talking about Love Actually. <laughs> Yay! Let's no. do another Christmas film. But let's in any do case... all of Love Actually. No. Okay. Uh, so, let's, let's get back into the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love... Man, I just... I love the second half... Of uh, of the episode, the reveal with the four manuals, I thought was really well executed. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, so cool. Yeah, we had this whole thing about it too. We were talking about, but in dreams, you can't really. You, you can't read because you're not dreaming with the side of your brain that you're supposed to read. And then I'm the one like, I learned that from a Batman animated like. That's episode. where I remember. I, remember that that I learned it from that. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is cartoons are so, trying to open up the paper um, and it was all gibberish. It's a Mad, I know. It's a Mad Hatter episode. Yes, yeah. it is. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's a that's a real thing. Apparently, I, I did some research. Apparently, you can sometimes read words in dreams. I, I do. Uh, but for the most part, a good test to know if you're in a dream is to look and try and read. And a lot of times, you think you're reading. Like You're like, oh yeah, I'm looking at this book, and you're like, here are a bunch of words. But really, your brain is just telling you all of those words. It's not you're actually reading the words off a page. That mm. might which be is, why they, they only went with the one word. Which is a very weird... And like distinction. Because I like how you're like, like. I did some research on this. I'm like, you check Google five minutes before we came in here. No, I <laughs> would. No, I also I also read the test that they were talking about okay. while we were while we were arguing about it. <laughs> and I was good. petting Touché. a dog, a giant dog, a, a giant, giant dog. dog. Uh, uh, look for photos of that on Matt's Instagram. <laughs> yeah, somehow my Instagram has become like 20% Jesse Klein and giant dogs. <laughs> yep. That's good. Yeah. Um, uh, another really interesting thing that happens in this episode that we talked about, or that doesn't happen, is that one of the fastest and easiest ways to wake yourself up, and I, they do it uh, in Inception, um, is to fall. Yeah. And they're all in Santa's sleigh, and they're like, wish yourself home. And like, I was like, jump! Push him out of the sleigh! <laughs> yeah. They'll all wake up. Yeah. Also, how adorable was Capaldi ri- uh, driving the sleigh. Yeah, that's so cute. Uh, I'm driving a sleigh. <laughs> yippee yeah, Oh my god, oh god. it was so cheesy. Do you, think, do you think the yippee was a little bit of a nod to Die Hard? Yes. As a Christmas it was episode? like It was like half Die Hard, half Anakin Skywalker in episode one. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm god. doing it. Yippee! He actually says yippee. I know. And, yeah. <laughs> can uh, I just say, before we get too much in the second half, can I just say my favorite, favorite scene it's just when they get saved by Santa, and then there's slinkies. There's yeah. the tangerine, and if somebody who is, I guess you Googled this, right? Because I didn't get why tangerines were like a thing yeah. for like British Christmas or whatever. Just a sweet. I oh, weird, yeah. but anyway, uh, but it's just the way it's like the tangerine, and then it's like the slinkies, and then the robots. And I was really hoping that there would be like a little mini like 
like Cyberman robot, but I think it would confuse people too much. You know, oh, like yeah. <laughs> like oh god, Cybermen are in this. No, it's just a toy, right? Uh, but I just I love that whole scene so much. It made me laugh, and then he is the whole scene with like freaking like hi ho silver or something like that with Rudolph. <laughs> and it was the, just and the mm-hmm. so awesome, so patently ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, my god. Uh, well, yeah, I mean. Leading up to the second half, like it, it plays very much like a typical Doctor Who episode mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, here is the creature, here is the setup. Like these are things that when you look at them, they then realize that you're looking at them mm-hmm. and that wakes them up and then they try and eat you with their weird face things. <laughs> uh, which open up and reveal face. Which open up and reveal face. Your which, face. Your face. Yeah. Which open up and reveal your face. Uh, <laughs> and like, and they're, they're messing with you mentally, so like you can't believe anything that's going on. Uh, and then, like, then it goes into dream within a dream, and then we get an inception mode in the second half, which really kind of pushes the entire second half. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the way it was paced this episode. Yeah, it felt, it felt like uh, a couple times on Moffat episodes, it feels like it's paced poorly, and this was a really well paced episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. yeah, the first half was like hear all these confusing questions that we're let we're giving you pieces of information and it just builds and builds and then it slowly unfolds perfectly yeah Yeah. but there's what's great about it is it's almost like a hairpin turn twist where we now must double back Mm -hmm. across everything we saw and then even further back to before we met our heroes at the beginning of the episode Mm -hmm. which is just like a wonderful way to structure it yeah yeah uh who else, as soon as they said, like, uh, ice cream pain, which is a great term. I don't know if that's a term that's used often. Like, I always hear brain freeze. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. like, ice cream pain is great because, like, something beautiful and painful at the same time. <laughs> it's a very, so delicious. It's a very French term. Uh, ice cream pain. An ice cream pain. Yeah. Uh, what? But, but as soon as they said it, I was like, I think I got one of those. <laughs> I was like, I think I feel one of those. Yeah. No, I did not. Just a that. little bit. Yeah, I feel yeah. like a little bit. I got a little ice cream pan going on. Yeah. I one other thing that I loved, I just I love and I hope that they were real because I love the bittersweetness of where uh everyone co- goes back to. Yeah. Where we see their real lives mm-hmm. and to find out that the first woman who goes home was in a wheelchair the whole time. Oh, you mean the yeah. sexy one? Yeah, yeah the, the sexy, sexy one. one. The yeah. sexy one. According you to the sexy Capaldi. one. <laughs> yeah. Uh that was like really beautiful and bittersweet. Um now, I want to get into the part that leads to debate. I want to talk about gender messages in this episode. Yeah, okay. sure. Because um, I feel like they kind of crisscross and go all over the place. Crisscross. Uh, yeah, crisscross. Yep. First of all, Shona is like, you know, doing her best to be brave. She's kind of awesome in this dream reality. Yeah. But then she goes back home. And she's just like, she's got this messy apartment. The first thing she decides to do is forgive Dave. Forgive yeah. this guy. Uh, so I don't know if that's like nitpicky to say, like, I hate that I, she's like obsessing over this dude. Yeah. But more than anything is that Clara, who is awesome in the dream and then awesome in the reality where we come back to her old yeah. and she's been like, you know what? I had the love of my life. He's gone. I'm going to just live the most kick-ass life possible. Mm-hmm. Teach everywhere. Travel everywhere. Learn how to fly a plane. Learn how to fly a plane. Just Even be, Sweden. Be essentially, <laughs> be Agent Carter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yep. Uh, and then, 
it's it's a sh- I almost I just I almost want that to be her reality. Like I'm glad we're getting her for a whole nother season, but I would have been okay if, if that, that was, was how she player. left. Yeah. I actually had this uh, discussion with a friend before I came here, where Ooh. he said that I he well he said that he was kind of sad, like he's that it would have been a perfect ending to end off on Clara, like how we got yeah how we were talking about before with like we have Rory and Amy. You know, they're gone, but we find out they live this really great life together. Yeah. And and we don't see them, and it's bittersweet, but it's like a nice closure thing. And it's kind of like, I, I don't know. I'm happy we're going to have her back, but it would have been a good ending for her. And how are you going to top that, basically? Like, how I, you better have something coming up when she does leave the series yeah. that's kind of going to be on that nice note of, look at me, I'm a strong, independent woman. I don't need no man. I'm going to go travel. <laughs> well, blah, they, blah, blah. they also kind of turned a romantic turn to it as well with her and the doctor, where she was like, well, there was one other man, but he was impossible. And they mm-hmm. switched with his thing, and yeah. it's her nickname. It's like, why, why huh. does she, she don't, she don't need no doctor, girl? Yeah, yeah what do you think? Well, I was going to say, I my theory of where this where this episode has taken us and what that means for the next season I'll leave for predictions but I think that if it ends up going where I kind of think it's going um, then they wasted this old Clara because if we go to where I think we're going then it's going to ruin yeah like they can't do that again and that would have been perfect yeah Yeah. interesting still confused too because I've had this discussion with other people too saying we thought this was going to be some sort of reveal where is Clara pregnant uh, with Danny's, because everybody's still confused about Danny, the future, future Danny, future Danny oh, uh, kid, Orson. Orson, Orson, and how there was this whole discussion about the timelines, and it's like, well, maybe that's because it happened in a time where they traveled into the future before Danny ever died. Yeah, so nobody knew like that was still a potential, but now yeah. it's changed, so maybe he doesn't exist. And he's like, well, I thought, and there was a whole thing with fixed timelines and the whole Doctor Who confusion, you know, like. Well, here we'll well, we'll quick, get into that. Did Claire drink any champagne this entire episode? What? No. <laughs> Stop it! Uh, I want to hear what what Megan has to say what about the uh, the old Clara and any kind of gender I'm, stuff. I'm conflicted because I, I I do like the idea of this particular Clara, um, and it would have been. I'm so happy that I, because I've grown to like her so much. I'm really happy that we have more time with her, that we for sure have another season with her. So I'm okay with that. It would have been a great send-off. What I more have kind of an issue with isn't so much, you know, the old Clara in this particular scene. The thing that I kind of have just a little nitpicky in terms of gender representation was that the doctor was the one that always had to wake her up. Mm-hmm. And again, that's just kind of nitpicky because he was always able to wake himself up and he had to be the one to wake up. But it was up. every single go. It would have been nice if she had been the one to save him yeah. at least one of the rounds. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the, the dream within a dream within a dream, he saved her. Whatever, because that was the first time we had seen it. But each subsequent time, he needed to wake her up. And I can understand to an extent, it's a dream. It, it, the lighting is very beautiful it looks it's very pleasant you're hanging out on a sleigh with you know on a sled with nick frost that's pretty cool um but the other the other just again real nitpicky thing that i had was i was really disappointed that the uh the scientist didn't turn act to to be a scientist scientist. yes she she sold perfume 
<laughs> yeah. Like none of these people that were on this, you know, North Pole, whatever they were supposed to be doing there, none of them were actually scientists. Yeah, I know. At least there was that. I mean, for all we know, though, the dude could have been a scientist, but he's dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they yeah, but he's a knee toucher, so. Assuming he actually yeah. existed, yeah. he died. Are we going to talk about who his father is? Um, oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, our knee touching scientist, <laughs> Albert. Albert. He had a name. Is, uh, is yes. the son of Patrick Troughton, the second doctor. Yes. What? Yeah. yeah. Second no doctor son. Second yeah. doctor son. Uh, yeah. Crud. I was just going to say something in regards to the whole knee touching. Oh, <laughs> well, I was going to say, and again, going back to the, not the knee touching, but like, um, as far as. I, I think it would have been cool if, like, Clara woke up the doctor at least one point. Yeah. Um, also pointing out, hello, scene from when he wakes up near the volcano, and we were all saying that that's the same scene when she threw the keys. Yeah. Which was also a dream. Yes. Yeah. So maybe that was intentional. Maybe not. Maybe they're just like, we're running out of sets. Yeah. We, <laughs> it could have been a reused asset. Yeah. It could have been like they were Ass shooting. Set. Could have been a reused. Listen, guys, Sorry. I want to talk to you about touching girls' knees. I'm going to say I don't think it's a reuse set. I think it was on purpose because otherwise they wouldn't have had the same, you know, yeah. lighting and sounds of a volcano. Exactly. Um, but I did want to say that I I like the... Um, Again, she's she's kind of like still in mourning over this whole thing. It's it's about like I mean she lost the doctor for we don't really know how much time I think has passed. And she lost Danny. And she lost Danny. The love of and her I life. think again it was the whole you know when she was even when she wants to stay in the dream with with Santa Claus and she's like the last Christmas like she's still like mourning like I'm sorry I'm not gonna have all that energy to like wake myself up from like face eater crab dream person <laughs> jump out of the sleigh <laughs> I, I know but I'm just but saying she like, wants to remember Danny for just a little yeah, bit longer like I mean I I give I give props to that like I'm not gonna read too much into it with like oh no she needed the doctor help her all the time like right. I think she had an excuse to be five minutes so did, five minutes every day that's all she gets yeah. yeah we did get an interesting tweet from a g1 x writer what's up uh, g1 clara old uh old clara mirrored sarah jane and hopefully you know that's what i thought uh, i that. totally thought of that that's cool mm -hmm. yeah no it was it was a very sarah jane-esque kind of epilogue may she rest in mm -hmm. peace yeah. uh jay keo 1992 also so tweets okay. uh regarding the ending old clara was done with the belief that jlc was leaving she right. started to decided yeah. to say so they added the bit with santa uh the thing there though is that it, it probably wasn't a reshoot they probably shot the additional material just in case and mm -hmm. shot an alternate ending mm. just in case she wasn't going to be joining us now we are get some alts got a B team shooting it yeah okay. so we're low on time yeah uh, so I just want to really briefly touch on um, touch an A the doctor and Clara <laughs> because one of the things one of the things that I think this this episode does so completely right for me is it immediately took care of all of the things that I felt weird about at the end of the season yes. finale yes. Uh, in terms of repairing their relationship. I agree. I think that we got to see them back to being normal and, yeah. and, and good and I'm glad that we got to see that. I didn't like that we've kind of, you know, there was a whole discussion last season about TARDIS addiction and mm -hmm. what that meant and I feel like that was this giant concept that was introduced and brought in and like Oh, this would be so interesting to talk about. You know what? This seems really dark and, and too in-depth. Let's ignore it. Let's move <laughs> on and um, go on from there. That's what I feel like happened. Hmm. That said, 
I'm really glad that we've ignored it and moved on. I like where we are. I like where they're going. And I like that the episode starts with him saying, shut up, get in the TARDIS. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I think this is the perfect place for Clara and the doctor to repair their relationship because they're in a world of lies and both of them are really good at yes. lying. Yeah. Yes. So the fact that they're in a world of lies, like this is their, this is their, like their wheelhouse. They're like, oh, everything's lies. Great. We're comfortable here. <laughs> yeah. Like, we can have our real conversations in this construct of lies because that's the way our relationship works. Or at least mm-hmm. at how it's been in the la- entirety of last season. Yeah. And there was so much anger and bitterness, you know, and even in that part in the dream, like I feel like they got it out in the first half where, you know, she's still really bad, you know, mad at him. He's mad that she didn't tell him about Danny and uh you know she or I mixed up my pronouns but anyway yeah, yeah. like they're both mad at each other and they kind of get that out of the way and it's kind of gone back to this level of the original beauty behind their relationship without all the like angry you lied to me kind yeah, of thing it was you know? nice to clear the air yeah, yeah. exactly well, there's that also weird moment where after they thought that they relieved themselves from the dreams before the four binders moment where or not binders manuals manuals uh i thought there were three ring binders i'm sorry folks <laughs> i'll leave um but where he was like okay let's get, let's go and she was like but there's still crabs here and like the earth is being invaded <laughs> crabs and, and and he was like yeah but there's tons of dangerous stuff on earth and you guys seem to eat most of it yeah, yeah. and like there are polar bears here as well should i protect them from that i was like what's going on like this doc this doc's being a dick <laughs> like, a real dick right now. I love him. Why is it? Being, like, it's great. And, and it reminded me a lot of uh, uh, Kill the Moon, where mm-hmm. he was like, "It's up to you guys. I, I did my job. I, I made out. sure everything was cool. I'm gonna leave now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, got your own thing yeah. going on here. Percolating. Yeah. Yeah. And I just like specifically. It's the moment where specifically where. She says she lied, and then he says he lied. Yeah. And they both realize how much time they've both wasted yes. trying to protect each other's feelings yes. and feeling crappy Gift about themselves. Gift of the Magi. Although, oh, Christmas. Yeah. Gift of the Magi. Actually, oh guys. Yeah. Well, it's and it, also kind of an interesting bit because we as an audience didn't know he was lying about Gallifrey. No, no we did. We did. Oh, did yeah, we? Yeah, he yeah. opens the door. And, and it's empty. It's and blank. He, and then he like, tears apart the TARDIS a little oh, bit. Oh, well... Then I'm stupid. Yeah, he has his Charles Foster Kane moment. Yeah, he does. He's Charles Foster Kane moment. Mm -hmm. I want to take a moment to talk about my theory that they didn't exist. Please. (laughs) That nothing exists? Because nothing. No, I've heard that nothing matters. Guru Lahima says uh, everything's um, written in sand. Yeah. Okay, so empty yourself. Shut up. Enter the void. Forget. Shut up. I don't even want to anymore. Let go your earthly tethers. I'm done. Sorry. Go ahead. Wait, is this a prediction? No. No. Okay. I think I think that they weren't real, and here's why. Um, I think that to get this dream, to get uh, the doctor to wake up from this dream, he needed some sort of, you know. Um, mystery or puzzle and he's always looking for the puzzle to solve which is why he when he says he's leaving you know they can deal with whatever and he realizes that he missed something he goes back he's like wait I love puzzles so that's why I think that they were like Santa they were there to um, you know serve a purpose to help him figure out that he was dreaming to begin with thus I think they're not real if that's true then that's 
I think that's poor storytelling construct to show Moffat. them. <laughs> I, I know it's Moffat, but to show them waking up without the like, it's them unmotivated there, filmmaking. It's, then why would you why would you show that? Like for the audience to feel happy. Granted, I know, but then the, the audience is purposefully being like lied to. <sighs> yes, <Doctor>. the, the, <laughs> the really sucky thing about that is that because there are so many layers of the dream world, we as an audience can't rely 100% on what we're seeing as being fact. I would like to believe that in this, you know, in this episode that they were real people, but I could easily see Yell's debate about it going the other way. I mean, I can easily see it. It's just, that would be an annoying thing. I would be mad. I agree, but I think that that's... I would just be really sad because I really liked the dancing girl. Yeah. Yeah. And personally, I think that just these humans got jumped in by these crabs a little late. Like, they just didn't have as many dream cycles. Like, that's what I prefer to believe because it makes the filmmaking make sense. So why, here's the question that is brought up is, so the doctor was dreaming and he says Clara was clearly on his mind in his imagination. That's why she was also brought in and they attacked her or whatever. Mm. Why, these four random people were brought there. What about the rest of the world or the rest of England or the rest of between wherever the doctor was and where Clara is on this ley line? Where, who else? So was- what you're saying is it makes more sense that dream crabs would find Clara based on her whatever signature through the TARDIS mm-hmm. and only Clara rather than there being just five loose dream crabs mm-hmm. on the planet. I yes. mean, here's the thing. We never even really learn why there are dream crabs and like why there Mop was it. why there was why there was <laughs> one why there was one on that volcano that the doctor was in. Oh, well next you're going to want to know why there's robots in Sherwood. Or 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 you're going to want to know but why got, there's a dinosaur in the Thames. Oh, oh, but, but all but, those got explained. Like and this, this is, is an unmotivated attack. Which I think goes to my super excited prediction. I think that I'm right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I can't argue against it other than it would be bad storytelling. Yeah, all Which right. I don't think is an argument. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. Not on this show. We love this show. <laughs> we do. Yes. Okay. I think it is time. Oh, thank you. For predictions. Don't you love when it's just right there, the button? Yeah. I know. He's just got a button. So, Yell, you've been, like, just squirming ready to get this out. Yeah. Dancing to that one Christmas song. crab that doesn't have a face to hug. Yep. But I don't know what that song actually is, but you've been dancing to it. What is your theory? My theory is that the entire, at least portion of next season, I'm going to say at least multiple episodes, will be a dream. (sighs) I think that they are still asleep. Because of the Satsuma. What? Tangerine. The tangerine. Oh, it wasn't thanks. a satsuma. Um, no, not it's even because... to peel. Sure. Not even because <laughs> of the fruit. Um, I, I think it. there's no way at this point to know, especially because we don't know why these crabs came, why they attacked the doctor, why they were on that volcano. But, but have we ever had anything link up from a Christmas special yeah. into the following season? That's a thing. The yes. snowman. A lot, of times, oh. a lot of times Christmas episodes are bottle episodes, though. Yeah. The, snowman the snowman and uh, the Christmas invasion. Yeah. 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 I true. think I think that we... Oh, yeah, because uh, the hand. Mm-hmm. Mm. I believe that um, 
Mm. that they are still dreaming. And for the record, for anybody who's kind of lost, we were, when he said Satsuma, we're referring to the very end of this episode where we see the tangerine at the windowsill. Basically, fruit. tangerine fruit. Sure. Satsuma. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, like I just, which is a good point, but then I think really that was just like a cute little way of saying maybe Santa's real without it going into the whole theory of the whole next season being, or at least a couple of the episodes being dreams. Or Moffat just wanted to end it like Inception ended. Yeah. He is, I think it would have been funny yeah. if there was a banana there instead. Would have made no sense. No. No. No, no Stephen. No. No, Steven. Hans. Stephen? Stephen, no. Stephen, quit it. Stephen. We have people listening to this for Doctor Who news. Who knows? Okay, so what is the, the title of the next episode? The is Magician's Apprentice. Magician's Apprentice. Yes. But before we get into that, I want to talk about this theory. Because yeah. I personally agree with Liz that this was just Moffat being cute and saying, like, Santa maybe is real. I, I, my belief maybe is not real? even based on the um, fruit at all. My theory has nothing. We're going to the fruit. But yeah. I'm just saying. I think the fruit, you're right, I'm is Moffat trying to be cute. But here's the thing, though. Spending even just part of next season in a dream is lame. It's yeah. really lame. It has been done before. It has been done to death. And this show is too good to do that. And the mechanics of dream crabs. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now, I know that dream time moves at a different rate than regular time. And that conceivably, we could get a couple of episodes out before their brains would be completely dissolved. The fact is, their brains are being dissolved right here and now. So, the irreparable brain damage that would be done to the both of them, by your theory, is... Is crazy to me, and I don't think that's where this show would go. You can't retcon. Quick, everyone to the target. Stop, <laughs> stop upsetting Matt because there's going to be a point where he will bitch slap me at one point. No, like on accident. I'm just saying this. The accident. doctor with seventy percent of his brain. Me. The doctor with seventy percent of his brain. You can't retcon that. It doesn't make sense. If thirty percent of his brain has been dissolved, and now he's got to save the world from thousands <laughs> upon thousands of dream crabs. <laughs> It doesn't make sense to me. Clarib, yeah. please. Yeah. Scarab, go Scarab. to go to the Tardum. <laughs> I, I disagree. Gaudium, I think that, I think it's very use my spotic Hugagen. I think it's very likely uh, that we will go this route. Do we not remember that Amy seemed to have been kidnapped for an entire season? But the but the difference between that is at least some of the stakes stayed, even though Amy wasn't real for an entire season. Uh, some of the stakes still were very real. If it's if it's all dream, like if we just see a bunch of dream adventures that don't mean anything, the stakes are that they're gonna have brain damage. Tari Miller is in the chat and he says, "Would you accept the dream theory if the Dream Lord returned?" Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Tari. Okay, okay. okay, I'll take Dream Lord. I'll take that, Tari. You're absolutely right. Thanks, Tari. The Dream Thanks, Lord Tari. to me is one of the best villains introduced in Moffat's tenure. Tari's yes. doing this, and I would be like, so excited yeah. to have Toby Jones back as the big bad for next season, especially yeah. considering you, the theory that the Dream Lord is the Valyard or is some. Is, I I hate. I'm going to stop throwing around the Valyard because I'm not an expert on it, and people always tell me that I get the mechanics wrong. So I'm sorry. But no, the idea please of, break it down. <laughs> <laughs> evil doctor, there. It's essentially. Oh, okay. Essentially, evil doctor, like the evilest part of the doctor. In that episode, in season five, uh, the uh. doctor says that uh, the dream pollen 
uh, activated the worst part of himself, the mm-hmm. part of himself that he is afraid of, that he hates. Uh, so it'd be really cool to have him back full time. That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. Okay. Sorry. I'll accept the dream Thanks. if there's that. Uh, but sorry, send a message to Moffat now. <laughs> but here's the thing: if like if there are like three episodes that don't mean anything, then that's really annoying. It's yeah, it's like, narrative yeah. suicide. I mean, that just they uh, might mean, really bum me out. Man. I mean, I, I'm gonna throw really? in another show uh, for those who Dallas. aren't familiar. Dallas, yeah, <laughs> way back in the day, yeah. where an entire season was a dream. I yeah, know. and how no, crappy no, the, is the that? The entire show was a dream. Yeah, no, it was the entire season. Lost. No, no, it was the. It wasn't. But the general hospital, which which one was the globe? Saint elsewhere was the globe. But Dallas, it was the entire show. Smile and look pretty because I never saw it. I thought it was just a scene. And uh, Newhart so. was just, uh, it was, he woke up next to his wife from the Bob Newhart show. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it was all a dream yeah. in that. But, uh, and, uh, and Cheers, it all just took place inside of a beer can. <laughs> <laughs> Whiskey bottle. In any case, in any case, yeah. uh, those conventions are outdated to the point that you really have to do something cool with the idea yeah. for it to not feel really lame. What I like about the idea of it being the Dream Lord is the idea of the Doctor having to deal with what is essentially Mr. Mixelplek <gasps> is freaking cool. Mixy Spittlek. Mixy Spittlek, my sorry. I mean, I guess. Did you say my sorry? Yes. My sorry. <laughs> my sorry. My sorry. <laughs> my sorry. Wait, what are you shaking your head about? No, Doctor I, I mean, he's not, he, but he's not anti-Superman. Well, Mr. Mixus Spitalek? Yeah. Well, that's not. I'm not talking about motivation. I'm talking about powers. Okay. Sure. Yeah. In terms of a reality. Bender. Okay. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 That because here's the thing: who introduces the dream crabs to the doctor? Santa. Santa. Santa Santo. is the one who's like, "Hey, Santo. do you know what these are? Dream crabs. That the dream um. crabs could have been something planted." Like, a suggestion planted subconsciously. Like, the dream crabs might not have even existed at all. If we're playing in this reality where they are, in fact, still in a dream, yeah. scary then me. the dream they, crabs might not even exist. The dream crabs are just a function of the I mean, dream Maybe They're, they're just, a metaphorical uh, I mean, maybe they're construct. just dreaming of the volcano still. Because that's the that whole volcano sequence yeah. was a dream sequence where they were synced up together. Mm, yeah. mm. So, but like, he it created be, it for Clara. Yeah, yeah, she was the one if, that was dreaming. But he what, if the darkest, what if the darkest parts of the Doctor than see like oh we're existing in a dream world let's screw around Danny Pink's still alive Clara gets pregnant boom boom we get boom <laughs> we I get like future it. Danny's <laughs> oh my goodness oh goodness anyone else want to throw around I something crazy I can't even crazy? my brain hurts All right. yeah me too here it is Frasier all takes place during a drug induced <laughs> oh, coma oh god <laughs> after the dog gets hit by a car oh, and then like and, but no, Eddie. No, Eddie, no Eddie makes it through but it's <laughs> okay. it's like a drug induced coma that Eddie has and uh, <laughs> and it ends with him just getting on that chair. No, no, no. It That's ends so... with Eddie waking up, and it's a world where dogs are humans and humans are dogs. <laughs> Eddie goes to host his radio show. <laughs> I'm what if the doctor is just going through a regeneration right now, and it's all within this storyline? Uh, uh, I don't like that. Man. Nope. 
Stephen, <laughs> Stephen, <laughs> stick to your music. Swing and a miss. Oh, that's all right. Okay, well, folks, I want to thank you so much for tuning in and joining us. It's been a blast talking yeah. about this episode. Sure. Uh, and I can't wait for this show to come back. Uh, hopefully soon, Doctor Who Classics will be resuming with Zach Wilson at the helm. They've been doing a great job uh, recapping all those old episodes, and you can find those still on our iTunes on the Doctor Who page. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Liz Rishmaui, where can the people find you? Hey, everybody. You can find me, Liz Rishmaui, on Twitter and Instagram at Lizzie Maui. That's L-I-Z-Z-Y-M-A-W-Y. And uh, follow me, and uh, I will let you know what other shows I will be doing soon, because we got new seasons coming up. All right, Yell. You can find me online at yell.tv. That's Y-A-E-L.tv. And if you think my theories are stupid, feel free to tweet at me at <laughs> yelltigle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. And if you love my theories, theories because you know sometimes i'm clever uh, you can uh favorite and like and do all that good stuff wait a minute now yell you're still doing you're doing a twitter giveaway with doctor who swag for another I, couple of days right no it ended i it just ended. i just picked a winner today oh. yeah jocelyn right. won but i will be doing more doctor who swag giveaways soon so make sure you're checking me out on twitter i'll give it again yell teagle y-a-e-l-t-y-g-i-e-l uh, yeah, you can find me at JessKlein1 on Twitter and Instagram. That's J-E-S-S-K-L-E-I-N, the number one. Uh, you can find me and Matt Lieberman the first Sunday of every month at I.O. West doing some live sketch comedy. Yes, here in Los Angeles. Here in Los Megan. Angeles. And I'm Megan. You can follow me on Twitter at the Mangwen. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I'm also going to be on Agent Carter coming up pretty soon and uh, Star Wars Rebels and Ooh. Classic Who. Okay, Sweet. great. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M-A-T-T-L-I-E-P-E-R-M-A-N. You can also find me on YouTube. I have a channel, youtube.com slash Matthew D. Lieberman. Or just look for Matt Lieberman on YouTube. You can also find my material on SourceFed and SourceFed Nerd. I want to thank you all for joining us. We'll see you next season. Good night. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 